Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you. We love you. And we're really excited about a bunch of stuff that's going on right now. One that I have to share with you is Doing It at Home merchandise is available. It's up. It's launched. It's there for you. So we asked, you answered, and then we answered your answer. <laughs> so we asked a while back what you wanted to see from us, what some things you wanted um, doing it at home related. And merch was one of the things. So gear, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies. And that's what we have now. So t-shirts, I said sweatshirts, hoodies, and tanks actually, all available for you right now to purchase through our online platform. So I'm going to include a link to it in today's show notes for you. So go check that out. Or if you want to check it out right now, you can go to bonfire.com, bonfire.com slash store slash D-I-A-H podcast. Or if you're in Bonfire's main website, you can search D-I-A-H podcast store or go to our Instagram page and it's the link in our profile right now. Or like I said, in the show notes of today's episode and check it out. It's so cool. Uh, just doing it at home gear. I can't wait to see all of you wearing it and sporting that empowered home birth vibes all over the place. They're also really great conversation starters. I will say wearing a shirt that says, let's talk home birth. Uh, You meet some friends (laughs) and uh, it's a lot of fun. So go check that out. This launch is only available until October 31st. So Halloween, October 31st is the last day to get your order in for these shirts. And the way that it's set up, the way that uh, this site allows us to sell these shirts is if we don't sell enough by that date, then nobody gets them. So don't be the person that <laughs> keeps everyone else from getting their shirts. So go to bonfire.com slash store slash D-I-A-H podcast and get you some doing it at home gear swag today. Go do it right now. And you can also see the previews, the pictures of all the shirts on our Instagram at D-I-A-H podcast. Cool? Cool. All right. Today's birth story 
Oh, really cool. This is a great one for those of you who work in a hospital setting or the medical field and are interested in home birth or pursuing home birth. Um, Because Elise Keener, today's guest, is herself a self-proclaimed planner and researcher and a pediatric intensive care nurse for over eight years. So when it came time for her to explore birth and where and the possibility of home birth, she went down the rabbit hole of content to really find out what worked for her and to sift through any disempowering thoughts that were coming up. So I want to read briefly uh, Elise's email to us before we hopped on our interview and when we were getting the details of her story, because I feel like she just sets it up really great and gives you the tone of what this empowering, beautiful conversation is. So Elise said, this is back uh, before we had our interview. I have felt for a while that I should share my birth story, not only for its outcome, but also the process of choosing home birth. I'm a pediatric intensive care nurse of over eight years and have felt comfortable in hospital settings my entire life. When I graduated nursing school, I was 22 and had seen multiple deaths within the first year of my career. There is something to be said about the parents and families choosing natural death for their child and women choosing natural birth for their baby. I never realized how similar they are. I thought of the traumatic deaths I've experienced, and all of them involved lots of medical intervention, prolonging inevitable death. These are the ones that haunt me. Of all the deaths I've experienced, the ones that were gentle or natural were the most healing and peaceful. How amazing would it be to start life in the same manner? I wanted this for my future children. Of course, there were several fears to address. The biggest was safety of home birth. How would I turn off my nurse brain during labor or even during pregnancy? What would I tell my coworkers or my mom, who is also a nurse? I dug deep into books. I took myself on a solo date to see the premiere of Why Not Home. I meditated, took hypnobirthing-ish type classes, which was profoundly helpful. I found a midwife that was a straight shooter, no BS type. Lastly, I threw all my fears and experiences about life and death out the window, and it was the best thing I could have done for me and my baby. My labor was eight and a half hours, and I delivered a posterior baby with minimal pain. It was amazing. So there you go. We get into the details of that, and you get to learn more of Elise's story. Here it is. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, Elise. Hi. What's up, Elise? Sarah and I are super excited to have you on the Doing It At Home podcast. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. That was cute, Matthew. You were like, excited. You went up a little bit on that. That was so <laughs> Yeah. Reminds me of my sorority I days. Sarah might actually be the more excited one, but I'm happy that it's you. <laughs> <laughs> he just loves babies and birth. I know. Um, Elise, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah, sure. Um, My name is Elise Keener. Um, I am a pediatric intensive care nurse at one of the top uh, pediatric hospitals in the Bay Area in Northern California. I am married to my husband, Kyle. We've been married for 
three years, and we have a son named Otto, who is eight months old, and we live in Napa, California. Beautiful. How how is it in Napa right now? I bet it's nice. Oh yeah, <laughs> October is great. You know, it's just it's great. We oh. got a long summer, so. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And I have to note here that, Elise, not only are you a pediatric intensive care nurse, but you're just getting off shift. So thank you for (laughs) that. When you shared that with us before we hit record, I was like, dang, I have to mention that because that's some powerful mama stuff. So seriously. Yeah. So you may need to help me along to help (laughs) my brain a little bit, but I'm I'm used to staying up for extended hours yeah. so well, on well, top of being a mom it's also easier <laughs> to oh, yeah. stay awake well i'll kick it off with a really simple question i'm curious where did the name auto come from uh i wish it was a cool story but you know what we just liked <laughs> the name <laughs> um yeah we just liked it my husband has some german roots um i um, like Mexican and Irish, so it didn't come from me. But um, yeah, just liked the name Otto. Liked that it was kind of an old man name that you could give to a baby, and it would be cool. And then a nice name when he got older. <laughs> that is a very cool name. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. Thanks. Um, uh, so I would like to hear Elise a little bit about your history. Obviously, you've worked in a hospital for a number of years, so you have that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and just how that influenced you along the way, I guess, as a young woman and through your career. And then once you started kind of internalizing and processing for yourself when you would plan and have a family, just how some of that went for you as you you know took into account and um, processed. Yeah. Um. I'm a bit of a planner, <laughs> at least a researcher. I want to like know everything that I'm getting myself into before I do it. Uh, so long before I think we even got married, I had come across, I think it was probably like a really beautiful photo of a woman in a labor tub, um, you know, back when Instagram was a little more censored. Um, and it kind of, I guess sparked a little bit of interest and, and, you know, went in the deep dive into that whole home birthing scene. Because <laughs> uh, once you start, it really just goes and goes and then your curiosity just expands. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I remember watching the business of being born when I was in college. I had to watch it for nursing school and I don't actually remember exactly how I felt about it because it was a little bit ago, but I think I remember just like kind of brushing it off. Um, But it was part of our, you know, curriculum to watch it together. That's pretty fascinating Um, that it was part of your curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, gosh, I really wish that I remembered the conversation around it, but I don't. Um, and at that time, it was like labor and delivery is not for me. There's no way I will mm. ever do that. Um, so that was the first time that I had watched it. I think it had just come out, maybe, um, or it was recently released. So I, that was that. And then when I kind of like found everything on Instagram, I researched a little bit more and watched business of being born again, um, which is great intro to all of that. Um, and then 
kind of took a break from it because I was getting ahead of myself and not even pregnant or, you know, really thinking about it. Uh, but it would definitely be in my future. Mm-hmm. So I guess what really sparked it is uh, we, I had come across the Why Not Home documentary. Mm-hmm. I know you guys did a podcast with that filmmaker. Um, yeah. And I had also found that on Instagram and I was like, this is speaking to me. This is like my language. This is something that I maybe can get a little bit more answers to the questions that I have about safety and why are medical professionals doing, you know, home birth or trying for a home birth. And Right, right. So specifically took, in the yeah. film, just to mention for those who aren't familiar with it, mm-hmm. we'll also include a link to the show where yeah. we speak with um, the filmmaker. But uh, it, it highlights uh, hospital workers, hospital birth workers who chose to birth at home. So from doctors to nurses, um, people in that environment who chose to have a home birth. So it's a fascinating take um, that we hadn't really heard about or seen in a mainstream way in a film like this. Um, so I could totally see why that would speak to you. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it was great. I sat in the back row. I took myself on a solo date. I told my husband, I was like, I'm going to go drive an hour to go see this and <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. So <laughs> <laughs> Catch you later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it was so good. I cried. <laughs> mm. um, I think it was just really like a good turning point for me. And like, okay, like if these people can do it, then I can do it. Right. Um, I just have to work through some things first. <laughs> right. And so Before what were some of those and things? And get pregnant too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you know minor details, but what were some of those things that you said to work through? Um I think the number one thing is safety it was my number one fear. You know, and I know that's not just because I'm a medical professional, we all have those that fear, right? That something might go wrong. Um so I, again, just put my nose in a book and read. Um, I bought Gentle Birth, Gentle Mothering, which is by Sarah Buckley. Yes. Um, yep, we're familiar. Which is, I, it's such a good book. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree. It's, it really is, um, you know, it uses the brand method, so benefits, risks, alternatives and do nothing and it's such I'm like wow this is such a good approach to like every kind of hurdle you might encounter um Mm -hmm. home birth or hospital birth however and uh a lot of research in it and facts which I love yes (laughs) (laughs) um and not for me personally not a whole lot of like hippy dippy Stuff, right, because she's know. a medical doctor, Sarah Buckley, so she yeah. has that perspective. Yeah. And I think that was the only book I read in its entirety. I dabbled in other ones, mm-hmm. but when I was pregnant, that's the only book that I can remember reading the whole thing. And we've had her on the show, too, and I fangirled out when I got to talk to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, that and then I think, you know, along with if something did go wrong, like... Would I tell myself, like, I should have known better Mm. or like just with my background, I think, you know, would people expect that I should have known better or would I blame myself or, you know, what, how would that kind of manifest? And uh, I know I don't have to justify anything to like my coworkers or friends or whatever, but 
I think that I, in my job, deal with so much death that you, I often think about the life that I want for my children, future children, and the choices that I make surrounding that, that would give them like the best start Mm -hmm. to life. And when I thought about it in that way, I'm like, well, if people can choose to die at home with hospice care, like, Mm. and that's accepted, then kind of why isn't this? And Mm. I understand they're totally different things, but not so much. (laughs) They're like life and death go together. And I just really kind of stuck to my guns on that. And that was a very personal choice. And, you know, some people may not agree with it, at least maybe not some of the people that I work with at least. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's kind of how I convinced, not convinced myself, but just reassured myself that like, this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful yeah. and powerful perspective. I think it's the first time that I've heard it. <laughs> I don't know you, Sarah, you know, saying when somebody's at the end of their life and they're transitioning, you know, wouldn't you want that to be peaceful, comfortable, natural, free of as many interventions that prolong the process? Um, and and then equating that to birth, wouldn't we want that to be peaceful, natural, comfortable? I, I love that. And I'm, mm. wow, that, that was very cool. <laughs> that, that resonated with me. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, yeah. And then, you know, what you said, the thing of, you know, should I have known better? You know, that's just so interesting that the term better when it comes to our birth choices, that that looks different from person to person. And a lot of us think we know better or think what is better, you know, and I'm sure Mm -hmm. in the case that you were grappling with it, should I have known better meant, you know, better equaling hospital and X, Y, and Z, you know, choices and plans and all of that laid out. Um, Because I think that's just kind of what we're presented as better. Mm -hmm. Um, But better is what you decide once you do what you Elise did going through the research, yeah. reading, getting in touch with your own self desires and, um, you know, value system, all of that, uh, that's what equals better. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I mean, those were just my initial fears, you yeah. know, like, it's like, Oh, should I go? Like, what if this happens? Should I do it? Should I not do it? It was like the very beginning stages of mm-hmm. that. And I, worked through it and I was like, you know, like, yeah, this is obviously the better choice yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me. I wouldn't, I never turned back. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when did you bring up home birth as an option with Kyle and what was his response? <laughs> um, I just told him. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> nice. <laughs> FYI. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think I kind of casually, mentioned it but I believe that I'm in charge of my body and I know he has concerns about that but you know because it involves me and my life and our future baby but I was really like I just like this is what we're gonna do and he was just along for the ride he's like however you feel comfortable and if you want to do this let's do it so cool love it that's awesome yeah yeah, I do have to mention though my mom's a nurse. Yeah, well. I wanted to know about that. I wanted to know about coworkers too because I know we had mentioned that, you know, as we were emailing yeah. back and forth. Yeah, so my mom's a nurse and I 
knew that I would have to maybe kind of butter her up on the idea. <laughs> yeah, make a presentation, um, a pitch, if you will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think I kind of like sprinkled it in here or there, like before we ever got pregnant. And then I might have sprinkled it in again. Uh, and she, I think the more that I kind of demystified everything about home birth for her, she was super excited, you know? And then at the end of it, when they're like, look at my daughter, she did this. Like she was so excited and happy for me. So that felt good. That's great. And what about your coworkers? Um, I kind of, I don't know. I think it's so funny that people ask, like one of the first questions when you're pregnant is where are you going to deliver? Right. Which it's so funny to me because why ask if you're not expecting a different answer <laughs> than mm. what you're used to, right? So I kind of gave them a different answer and a little, some of them were taken aback or like, but what are you going to do in an emergency or, you know, what, when would you go to the hospital? I'm like, well, I'm actually not going to go to the hospital unless, you know, X, Y, Z. But they, some were, a lot of them were really supportive and I was actually surprised or some were like, I looked into that too. Mm. Or I wish I could have done that, but I didn't. (laughs) So I'm trying to have an open, like a positive conversation about birth and the experience just to like maybe plant that seed. Um, And some of my young coworkers were all of like childbearing age. So Maybe I can get somebody to do a home birth by the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you planted those seeds because now, you know, we didn't really know of many people who had chosen home birth. Now we know so many. But uh, just having that little seed planted, like, huh, all right, Elise Mm -hmm. has done it. Mm, Interesting. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So tell us about um, the end of pregnancy and as you were nearing birthing time and how you were preparing and... um, all of that. And you were working with Paula, who we've spoken with as well. There are a lot of connections that you have (laughs) to everything we've done on the show. So we're just going to link to every episode we've ever done at the end of this episode. Um, But yeah, tell us about that. Um, Well, I listened to you guys for um, when you guys had started, because at the time I felt like it was kind of the only specifically home birthing podcast. Mm. Um, but I was listening to the birth hour, which has like a variety of birth yeah. stories, um, which I feel like it's good just to get exposure. Um, some people want to know all about birth and some don't, um, you know, about all of the possibilities. Um, you just have to kind of, you know, take it with, take it lightly and know yeah. that those are other people's experiences and may not be yours. Um, so, To prepare, I guess, yeah, I have a two-hour drive to work, so listening to podcasts is, like, my thing. (laughs) Um, I'm always in the car. So I did that, and then I took a birthing class in San Francisco, which was phenomenal. It's called Yes to Birth, and it's with a woman named Rachel Yellen, and it's kind of hypnobirthing-ish, focuses on hypnosis, meditation, um, breathing, and like your 
mind body baby connection um and that helped me tremendously because she right off the bat was all about addressing your fears Mm -hmm. and I you know believed that if you had absolutely anything that could hold you back like let's talk about it and work through it now yeah um which I feel like so important to set yourself up for success um so, and then I learned that she had this tag was basically don't borrow trouble. Mm. And the example that she used was, you know, if you're listening to all these birth stories or you have a friend or a sister or whoever sharing their birth story with you, maybe it's frightening. Maybe it's not the outcome that they wanted. It's traumatic or whatever that is. Um, know that it's theirs and it may or may not be your story. Wow. So just don't borrow trouble. Don't like go spiraling down that like deep. What if, what if, what if? And that spoke to me so much because that's exactly how I feel most Mm -hmm. of the time. You know, the outcomes that I see at work are tragic. Like, unfortunately there's Mm -hmm. some that are really happy and there's some like, traumatic births you know that I've seen the results of and that's really hard and it's always in the back of my mind but once I heard don't borrow trouble it allowed me to kind of release that fear and Mm -hmm. just not revisit again I like that yeah oh that's awesome with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So tell us about when you realized birth was happening. How did you know? We were underway here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I... My mother-in-law came up to visit and we had cleaned like every cabinet in our <laughs> house, in my house, everything. And she had stayed for a week and I kind of told myself, so I was like 37 weeks. I had my uh, like home birth visit with my midwife came, showed her the house, like all of that. That was at 37 weeks and she is on her way out and I'm like, okay, see you next week. Like I always say, (laughs) well, I guess you never know. Ah. And it kind of took me aback because I was like, wait. And she's walking away from me and I'm like, wait, wait, what do you mean? Yeah, you can't do that. Get (laughs) back here. (laughs) 
And then I was like, oh, shit, like, this could happen. Like, I guess, yeah, but, you know, I'm prepared to go to 41 weeks, and this is only 37, so told myself, I'm definitely going to see her next week. So my mother-in-law ended up leaving on Sunday, and I kind of just had these thoughts of, like, you know, once she leaves, I would be ready. You know, like, this is what they say. You're going to clean your whole house. You're going to be ready. And once everyone's gone, you'll go into labor. But I didn't actually believe it. (laughs) So I spent my Monday, like, cleaning. Didn't really feel like going anywhere, making dinner. And then it was, like, the second I laid down on the couch after eating, like, was just going to turn watch, like, something cheesy, like The Bachelor or something. And I got a cramp and I was like, oh, what's that? Mm. <laughs> and then and then it happened again and I'm just quiet. Because <laughs> I don't want to say anything too early. I'm like, is this what I think it is? Like, this is uncomfortable. And I was staring at the clock, so I waited for like a half an hour until I actually said something to Kyle. And it was like, it was happening every six minutes or something. And so I turned to him. I was like, uh, just so you know, I, I'm, I think I'm having contractions. Mm. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm like, okay. And then I just got this like huge wave over me. But I'm like, oh no. I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom real fast. <laughs> so I sit on the toilet and I lost my mucus plug. And of wow. course, I'm like, I had never been nervous mm. up until that very moment. I was like, oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> Paula um, foretold was, this moment when she left yeah, my house. And I was <laughs> just on the verge of turning 38 weeks. And wow. I'm like, how? Like, I, so it really threw me for a loop. There's no way I would have guessed that I would be in labor, like, you know, two weeks before my due date. Um, especially when you're expecting to go like two weeks late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I called my midwife and sent her a photo and was like, is this what I think it is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, yep. <laughs> so I, yeah, those were just kind of the beginning stages of that. But <laughs> Wow. Okay. So yeah. keep, keep it going. Let's <laughs> keep going. Else? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I... As you would, like, you speed clean the house, I guess. Like, <laughs> make sure that everything, you know, is already clean, but it has to be even cleaner, right? <laughs> you have to have, like, all of your stuff together. Um, so Kyle was, like, looking at instructions for the birthing tub, even though it wasn't time to pull it out yet. Mm. So I had gone, tried to lay down at, like, 10 o'clock, you know, because that's what they say like try and get some rest um, or fall asleep. And I had done all these um, like audio relaxation tapes and stuff and was practicing pretty religiously. And so I'm like, I can do this. I'm going to lay down and listen to them. And then I kid you not lasted maybe like five minutes and I'm like how the hell do people fall asleep this is impossible there's no way (laughs) there's no way this is not gonna happen (laughs) people are crazy yeah that they whoever they are yeah 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 I'm like you liars (laughs) this is hard and so 
I just I'm told Kyle, I'm like, I'm just going to get up and go somewhere else. <laughs> so I went into the kitchen and I had my yoga ball and I was like sitting on the ball with my arms on the dining room table and just by myself. And one of the things that I felt strongly about was that your baby's your birth partner and I'm going to talk to him, talk to my son. And like, we're going to do this amazing thing together and we just have to make it through and communicate (laughs) what sometimes feels like one-sided communication with (laughs) a baby. But I just kind of tried to go into a zone, which was very difficult. Um, I wasn't really timing contractions at the point because I didn't see the purpose because, you know, I told myself I was going to be in labor for longer than 24 hours probably. So I went back into our bedroom and I just could not get comfortable and I felt so nauseous. Um, I kind of told myself like, okay, just make it through this next hour, you know, Um, and I think it was like, actually, like, can you make it to the next hour without complaining? (laughs) These are all the thoughts that like run through your head. I'm just talking to myself (laughs) and, um, (laughs) like, okay, you can do this. And I tell Kyle, like, Kyle, I, this is really hard. Like, I don't like, this is difficult and I feel really nauseous and he's like, okay, well, let's call Paula. So he's like, hey, she's feeling nauseous. Like, you know, can she maybe get in the shower? And she's like, yeah, it's too early for the tub. You know, she's probably just going into like active labor. So I have a pep talk with myself in the mirror alone. (laughs) I was like, you have several hours ahead of you. You better get your shit together and handle this because if you don't, it's not going to work out for you. (laughs) So it was just kind of that moment where I was like, come on, you can do this. Mm. It's fine. Um, And, you know, I took all these birthing classes. I have a tool belt of things like use them. (laughs) So I hopped in the shower. I turned the lights off. Um, I had little like battery operated candles in there, which was a nice glow. And I just hung out in the shower. And the one thing that I remembered, the first thing that like popped into my head was smile, (laughs) which Mm. like sounds kind of crazy, but yes, I was like the person that like forced a smile through every contraction and at the end, like, rubbed my belly and said, like, good job, baby. Mm-hmm. And then, like, did it all over again. And it helped. It, like, I couldn't, it really relaxed my body. It was something positive. And it made time fly by super fast. Mm-hmm. So before I know it, I um and it was pushing in the shower <laughs> and wow. I was just by myself. Um, and I'm thinking like Kyle's going to hear me pushing and he's going to come in and like, be like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and so 
but I was so in the zone that like I didn't care to shout out to him and just figured, you know, he's going to hear me and just come in and check on me. And I think I just waited it out for like 30 minutes <laughs> and, and then I kind of was like, okay, this is like really intense, but the pushing for me, I don't know if it was like this for you, Sarah, it was like totally involuntary, like just this guttural, like, uh, 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 like wow. <laughs> could not stop it. And I was like wow. thinking to myself, like, am I pushing or am I just not, am I not handling the, like this intensity that well? Like I thought maybe I just didn't have it under control hmm. and that I was, maybe I didn't think I was actually like pushing a baby <laughs> out. Um, so I called out to Kyle and I was like, will you listen to what I'm doing? Cause I don't think this sounds right. Oh. <laughs> and he called Paula and of course she's like, you know, uh, let me see if she can talk to me during contractions. And Kyle like starts to ask me and I like put my hand up like Shh. Yeah. <laughs> and then just let out this like huge like guttural like moan push and she's like I'm on my way <laughs> <laughs> so she got there at about like 1 30 in the morning and my first contraction was like around nine mm. so it had happened really fast faster than I thought um she shows up um, right as like the water's turning cold and I'm getting angry that there's no hot water in the shower and panicking because I'm like, I don't think I can get out. The water's like helping me so much. And she checked me and she's like, holy cow, girl, like you're completely dilated. And I was like, thank God, because yeah. this is hard and I don't think I can do this forever because <laughs> it seems like it's going to be forever mm-hmm. um so I ended up pushing for three hours um after that and it I never thought of it as painful it actually felt good to push for me um but it was exhausting because it was so long um and he ended up being posterior. So that's why it took so long for me to push him out. He came out with just like the wonkiest head yeah. that I've ever seen. Like, and we just laughed about it because <laughs> it was just so funny. And, you know, I, like he came out and was like, you worked so hard to get here. Like and we worked so hard to get here. And it was just like this really great, moment and um yeah it was just really beautiful <laughs> wow My goodness so i want to yeah. i want to go back uh, just a little bit remind me again first what is posterior mm-hmm. what was the position when, when he's posterior? um so they call it's also known as sunny side up so their face is supposed to be facing i guess toward your tailbone like okay. they're supposed to face towards your back he was his back was aligned with mine and he was facing out so um babies can be birthed that way it does happen I guess it's not maybe optimal um but it can happen and based on his position when I had my appointments like I just 
knew that he was going to be posterior. I, they make a couple of turns, um, but I knew he wasn't going to, he would have to make like a complete like 360 all the way around. Um, or not 360, I guess would be less than that, but I knew that he wasn't going to turn the right way. Yeah. Um, so I had that in the back of my mind and it's, I think typically known for like really long back labors. And I think that's why I thought that my labor was going to be so long. Um, and it wasn't for some reason, I have no idea. And I don't know if it's the like mental prep that I did or what, but it was really just the best outcome and experience that I could have asked for. So, yeah, it's amazing. Auto comes what a month before a lot of first time moms and yeah and he the labor was was you know relatively quick at, i think you said it was around mm-hmm. eight hours eight he and a half ready. hours yeah he yeah. was ready to come out and meet you guys <laughs> so yeah where did you do the final pushing uh were you in the tub i was actually on the bed i tried um they had filled up the birth tub for me, but I had already been pushing, gosh, for like an hour and a half by the time it was actually ready. So, um, you know, she offered, hey, do you want to get in the tub? And I'm like, sure. We blew it up and it's got water. In it. yeah, <laughs> so it's like, there. Well. Um, and his his heart rate did not like it. Mm. Um, I, I was in there probably for like two minutes and... Um, yeah, it was, she was like, eh, not so much. Let's get right. out. So right. land baby. I'm like, okay, you're out in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And so how did it feel being on the other side? You know, this experience and all of the, I would imagine the, the thought process sees and the coding and the education, you know, mm-hmm. almost a decade back at that point now leading up to this moment owning your birth you know what was that like I mean it's it's like the best feeling it really is because I don't know if I've ever put that much like effort and like emotion into something before it's hard to explain but you know unless you've actually done it Mm -hmm. but um I feel like you know, and sharing it with people. They're like, oh, you're so lucky. But I feel like saying that I'm lucky kind of takes away from, like, mm. the fact that I worked really hard for this. And, yeah. like, I, you know, we all do. And no matter where you birth, you know, like, take some credit. Like, however the outcome, you still birth your baby. And mm. it's a really amazing thing. So I tried to ignore the people that said that I was lucky and knew that this was something that I worked really hard for Yeah, and gave myself like a pat on the back for it. Yeah. I like that. I'm yeah. glad you share that, you know, kind of, I mean, you could carry out, don't borrow trouble through everything mm-hmm. in your life. And then especially in postpartum oh, yeah. as a mama, I mean, you could replace mm-hmm. trouble with any sort of disempowering thoughts, conversations, beliefs, or things that just don't inspire you, you know, for someone to say, you're so lucky, like, mm, no, nah, it doesn't resonate so much with me. I'm going to leave that one there. Like, I'm not going to let that come into yeah. my, my sphere. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not luck, you know, I mean, things happen. It's mm-hmm. not because you're unlucky or you're lucky. It's right. just, it is what it is. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, Elise, this was so amazing. <laughs> you brought in so much to this conversation and to the show. You've contributed a lot. And I think we dug into some things that we haven't talked about before. Um, getting your perspective was super amazing and unique. And I just think you're awesome. I want to go to Napa and hang out with awesome. you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, anytime. Let's have a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love for you to leave the listeners and us with um, a piece of advice or a tip, uh, something, you know, now now that you can look back over the past eight months, something that you can just say, man, I'm so grateful for uh, for this thing I did or this thing I read um, that really helped have this incredible, beautiful, powerful birth. Yeah, I think, you know, going back to like, researching everything. I think what really did it for me in terms of like science and knowing having your like aha moment, like, yes, I can do this because it's written right here is reading, um, Sarah Buckley's hormonal blueprint of labor. Is that what it's called? Do you guys remember? I'll look it up. Um, yeah, it's all about your hormones and you know how that, puts you into labor and how it sets you through it and gets you to the other side to like connecting with your baby. And it's just amazing. And it's like one of those, like, yes, my body was made for this and I can do it. And this is why. Mm-hmm. Um, and aside from that, like don't borrow trouble. Yeah. I think it's a great thing to live by. Um, not just in, birth but also try smiling and <laughs> during your contractions who knows maybe it'll work it yeah. did for me but um yeah rub your baby and like give your baby love and yeah mm. I think just those things <laughs> that's awesome yeah that is awesome and I just looked it up uh Sarah Buckley's um I guess it's an article it's, it is called. Hormonal yeah, it's Blueprint a research labor. article. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You know, we'll have a link to it in the show notes. And then, and, you know, you, everybody else listening, you guys can just go to Google and look up uh, Sarah Buckley Hormonal Blueprint for Labor. And that's what Elise has been yeah. referencing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Elise. You did such an amazing job. You get to, your reward now is you get to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. well, hard work and mama so gets to <laughs> go kick up her feet and relax. So thank you. Yeah, I hope so. I might have to nurse my baby and hang out with him for a bit. But <laughs> I'll go to sleep eventually. Well, we really do appreciate you for just carving out time and sharing your amazing story and, and hanging out with us. Thank you so much, Elise. Oh, thank you for having me. It was fun. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Dadages. 
Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.